0: Last time on Dice Funk.
1: There's going to be a point at some point where I'm making a, a a dish and someone happens to poke their head through the kitchen door and they will see that I'm making, like, the sausages dance their way across the table into the frying pan. Like, that's of course happening.
0: <laughs> I think if the seeds you brought back take root, uh, we should be able to make up whatever was lost, but uh, we're
2: cutting it close this winter. Yes, when I told you before, I have started to bend space and time to my will. What if we have a subplot where you try to scientifically invent the spell time stop? And one of the features from my new warlock thing that I didn't specifically mention is that I could reattach missing limbs using mending.
3: As we know now, there is both stars above and below, and the job that I take on that those in my line of work take on is to determine which signs are the most significant, the ones that imbue the most power and understand how they work.
0: I have it here written in, on my, just my sheet of items as burning book, kind of what Hale's doing throughout the, you know, the season throughout the winter is just like looking at old artifacts that people have sent to him to study. And when he studied, studied them all up, um, some of them will become available for your use. If you continue to, to hang out with him.
4: Alcohol is bad. Uh, alcohol is bad for me. Well, I can't integrate with alcoholic things.
0: He just gestures to the snowbank, the whole of which has turned crimson.
1: That's problem in a very small town. There's very few people it could have come from.
4: don't want to be a person anymore and slime lets me do that
0: <laughs> literally all the community talks about is how much they love slime you're overshadowing all of us honestly
3: yeah pretty oh, much thank you pretty much yeah uh the only the only complaints I've heard of are one shit I gotta draw slime again now and two shit I gotta draw slime again now. That's the only complaints I've seen so far. And
1: that's that's not a complaint. That's that's a that's an opportunity.
3: <laughs> it is, in fact, it is an opportunity.
4: They could always just draw like a pile of slime with just eyeballs poking up. You
3: know, that would be interesting. The the just a depiction of slime themselves, you know, no body, no vessel. Just slime,
4: or slime grabbing parts, you know, to Frankenstein it. Like, oh, I need, I can't hear. Let me grab an ear.
0: So let's jump right in. Last we left the adventure, uh, the moist signal uh, was blown again by the governor, who summoned you to a mysterious red snowbank. Um, there's no point in any preamble. There's a a mystery afoot. Let's get in there.
1: Someone smashed all the tomatoes. It's a very sad day. The food supply has gone downhill.
3: I do want to do one thing before we get rolling here, and that's because I forgot to do something mechanically important for Aze, and that is check the cosmological relationship for today by rolling a d20 and seeing if it's odd or even. And I can confirm, Aze can confirm that the stars are in a benefic relationship today.
0: Okay, so you rolled an even, you rolled a ten. So a yes. thing you can do as a star druid now is like influence a roll in a positive way?
3: Correct. I if, if if whenever a creature I see within thirty feet of Aze makes an attack roll, saving throw or ability check, I can use my reaction, roll a D6, and add that number to the total.
0: Okay, so basically as we fade in on this uh you know i was gonna say crime scene you don't actually know if it's a crime as we fade in on the scene though you're, you're like you're checking your star maps kind of like just checking your phone to see what the weather is like today and you're like
3: exactly mm. yeah you're like ozzy pulls out the, the the star map just sort of looks at them consults is like the stars are in a positive relationship today so that should bode well for us
5: i,
1: I hope they're happy together in That nice little positive relationship
3: i ship
0: mm-hmm. the stars they're gay
1: yeah, all of them. All of them.
0: All the char- all the stars are lesbians, and they're in love with each other.
1: They're all in one big polyamorous lesbian relationship. I'm glad you understand.
4: Just like the Asari. Yeah,
3: you, you have your star <laughs> doll collection, and they're all they're all lesbians living in the same house. You get your star playhouse, and just put all the stars in there. I mean,
4: I would read that fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes sense because you know, have you seen the movie Stardust? All the stars are girls. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And it makes sense, just like the Asari, where the Asari are like, "We're not women. Stop calling us women." And you're like, "We got booze."
1: So, so we're all we're all gonna have a good day today because all the the stars are having a good lesbian polyamorous relationship. Good to know.
3: Indeed.
4: They they understand love differently. They just all love each other.
3: Mm-hmm. All
4: right, now I'm thinking about it.
3: So, given the situation in front of us, we have this bank of snow and it's covered in red soaked in red uh saturated in red like a snow cone
0: (laughs) yeah someone got the red syrup all over it
3: aze is going to approach the snow bank just to kind of look at things a bit closer and potentially smell it to see if there's an odor that comes from
0: Yeah, I love you. You word things very carefully so you can use your wisdom stats and not your intelligence stats. And I love that about you, Skitch. So that's perception (laughs) to sniff it, where otherwise you would have said, I want to look at it. And I would have been like, investigation. And you're like, ho ho, I've played this game before, actually.
3: Well, uh, that's a 10. Nothing too remarkable. But I'm just, is there any like pronounced odor about the snow?
0: Uh, with a ten, I'll say no. I think an average sniff, especially with the the weather setting in. So, uh, not every arc is going to be like this, but I'll say this arc is going to be defined by a snowstorm that is really starting to kick into high gear. Like I think you've tried to say something to the governor as you're standing over it, and you he just you cannot hear each other over the the whipping wind.
3: Is there gonna be like a wind noise added in post to kind of make it hard to hear? <laughs> Are you gonna call a Christopher Nolan here? <laughs>
0: No, I don't want to annoy the audience. I'll just remind them every once in a while that this is the this is the Fargo arc where you're just trying to solve <laughs> snow mysteries over the you know while the weather tries to kill you.
1: Uh, well, aren't mm-hmm. are there any plants poking up through the snow or around the the around this vicinity?
0: <laughs> I would love for you to use talk to plants to give the plants to to narc on the situation. Let's roll nature before I answer that question. 20 is incredible. So uh, I think what I'll say is that We've established that there are the, the plants that can grow on the farm. Um, we, we characterized a lot of them as just being like uh, ice resistant versions of earth, fruits and vegetables. Just me and Laura just saying like fossil sprouts and whatever, cucumbers. Uh, but I think the the other thing we established that there's a rare kind of flower that grows on this mountain. Uh, Mari uh, improved that during the graveyard scene. So I think probably what has happened here is that one of those has, you know, Come loose has been blown by the wind and has 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 stuck into the the snow nearby. So at the twenty, I'm going to say there is a plant here. It's not. It is there not, is a plant. Yeah, it's not growing here in this random snowbank in the middle of the village, but it has been blown by the wind from the graveyard. And this is okay. like a, a bluish. It's a very beautiful flower. Um, Mari, if you if you remember how you described it, you can feel free to chime in. But it's yeah, it's been kind of it's been freed and this is, has gone on a little adventure.
4: They look like almost like crystals because they have to grow in the in the winter and so they oh. they look almost like crystals, but they're not quite because if you touch them they're soft.
1: Uh well I will cast Speak with Plants and see if this lovely little flower knows anything.
0: Alright, so you cast uh, speak so with plants and the flower says to you,
1: mm, it's great to be alive. I'm glad you feel that way. Not every plant is as excited about life as you are. Hi.
5: Why wouldn't I be excited? I don't have to pay bills. I mean, it sounds like a great life. I I will
1: happily swap places if you like. Capitalism's not No, there's no capitalism here. It hasn't been invented yet.
3: (laughs) No no
5: one has defined the word yet. Uh,
1: so, hi. Uh, my name's Neelith. I was wondering... If you know anything about the red snow over there.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the the flower, who doesn't it doesn't have eyes or ears or nose. I don't think it can uh, perceive things in the very clear way that would be useful to you right now. But it does have, uh, pl- plants are aware of chemicals in the air and so forth. So I'll say.
1: Maybe like the grand vibrations.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it probably says some stuff to you that if you rolled lower, you wouldn't be able to suss out. But it's like. Uh, You know, on the northerly breeze, there was uh, some spores or something. And you're like, yeah, north is that direction. Okay. (laughs) I think that uh, the two things that left this scene are going in two different directions. One uh, leads you to believe the thing that left uh, went in the direction of uh, the bar, Mm. the bartender potter's. Uh, place of business. And the other one leads you to believe that that person or thing went in the direction of Barber Surgeon Venta's place of business, which would be I guess the barbershop slash surgery theater. That, that's,
1: that seems very on the nose for, for, for blood-sighted. My gut says.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that, that strikes you as a notable clue if you're taking notes on this mystery.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, well- Thank you. You've been a big help. Do, do you, I, You've not been existent very long. Do you have a name? Nope. Well, where would I get
5: one? Is there a name store? <laughs> would you like one? That seems like a lot of baggage. I prefer just vibe. No If <laughs> you do it, have a good one. I've never heard of taxes. I'm just vibing. It's all good.
1: <laughs> Nobody said anything about taxes.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't have a name. I don't know about the... <laughs> the trash in the ocean? I'm, I, life is great! Why would you ruin that for me? <laughs>
3: now I'm just thinking about Pathfinder's uh, video from uh, Apex Legends where someone says, I want a name! And, Apex, and Pathfinder says, I want one too! What is it? Just right back.
1: <laughs> I will. I will leave this flower back to their business of just vibing without attempting to give them a name and therefore make them an NPC. We can come back and visit later.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> nope, I'm gonna die in a couple minutes and I'll have lived the best life anything has ever lived.
0: 100% satisfaction rating. Five out of five would live again.
3: Five out of five would die again.
1: Oh, me that's gonna have to come back and water this plant
0: now. <laughs> All right, so that very successful Neolith, I think you have two leads with a 20 on the nature.
1: The obvious answer would be barber, blood, s- slicing. I mean, if I... mm, Is that too obvious? I don't know if that's too obvious.
3: As far as I know, Venta has done bloodletting as a practice in their facilities, but it'd be unusual to do it out here in the elements.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be the person that, that shows up and goes, Hey, we found blood outside, I i i don't want i don't want the assumption of that that i might think that they killed someone or something i don't want them to think that i would think that
3: well perhaps we could then head over to potter's place and see either if they or if someone who is at the bar might know of the situation
1: i mean, both, of, both both of both of them feel worth trying so yeah, may-
4: maybe maybe that'd be better.
3: Slime, do you notice anything particular about this whole scene?
4: Well, in order to fully see and understand the scene, I have a new body, so I can look at it and see it. But also, I need to like be on it. So instead of spinning around, uh-huh. now I just like puke it everywhere. Myself. Puke myself everywhere.
0: You puke yourself on the snowbank.
4: Yeah, just like a spray. And then it kind of like light, lightly comes down in an even layer. And then it comes back to me.
0: Isn't there a John Mulaney bit about before forensics when detectives would show up at a murder scene and be like, Ew, get all this blood out of here. That's <laughs> <laughs> very slime showing up to see the evidence and be like, I'm going to vomit on it. <laughs> I'm going to ralph over all these clues.
4: Well, then, like, I get to absorb the clues and know exactly what they are and, like, know what the blood is. Like, I touched all of it because, like, I've eaten blood before, so I know where, what kind of blood it is and stuff. And, like, now I know the shape of it and everything. So it's like a fine puke mist of myself. I am the slime and it settles down in an even layer, and then sucks back to me. So I get all the information that all the little parts of me got.
3: And now you know the shape of blood. Fantastic.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's like the shape of water, but the shape of blood.
3: Yep.
0: So if you had botched, then yeah, you would ruin all the evidence. But you're all a 24 here, so this works exactly how you want it to. Um, I think, uh, Slime, you just puke yourself up all over the bank, and then when you retrieve it, you get the data, which is that there is more blood in... Uh, there's more blood on the snow. Actually, the first thing I should just say is that it is blood. So mm-hmm. that was ambiguous, I think. At some point that was heavily implied, but it could have been a, a red herring. It is blood, mm-hmm. is the first thing with a 24. The second thing is it's more blood than any person in the village's body could supply.
4: Am I able to know what the composition of the blood is, as in different species, gen- uh, well, skip genders, different species, or... I don't know what the right way to say this is in terms of D and D and the real world.
0: Yeah, I think your all of your understandings of forensics are limited in that, at our technology level. So I think I don't know if blood types or anything would really occur to you. All I, I will tell you with the twenty four is that it is blood. It's more than any one person in the village should have, and it is the it is the kind of blood someone in the village would have that's another thing i want to give you because i think you could jump to the conclusion oh it's too much maybe someone brought in an elephant or something like no uh
1: i'm i'm glad you said what you're saying a second ago austin because that my initial thought with lots of blood was uh the the truce and alliance we have with a very big group of people just outside of the village
0: Yep, I've been bringing up the giants like once an episode, and I think with the twenty on the nature and the twenty-four on the investigation here, I think we we eliminate one of the early possible uh, dead end investigation rats, which is maybe this was a giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can put that one to bed. That might have been something you spent an episode on and only to find out not true. But that's what I'm going to give you that's a uh, check that one off. Okay.
3: Yeah. So very successful on both on both fronts.
4: So I don't know what everyone tastes like.
3: <laughs> no.
4: Just to be clear, I couldn't it wasn't like a fine wine. I couldn't figure out like, pints, mm, it's a blended wine. It's a blended blood. Yeah, I don't know.
3: You've had your blood sangria, now let's go to the bar, I guess. Right.
0: <laughs> okay. Yep, so that is that is that the the destination?
3: I I mean, I th- Is the team I, dad setting the GPS? Yes. Uh, As Oze pulls out the 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 galactic positioning star map to figure <laughs> out,
0: you fucking asshole! You thought you could sneak galactic positioning system in there?
3: Uh, no, 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 it's a star map. It's a star <laughs> map. Okay, it's not a system. There's no system to it. The system is in his head. Um, but no, like like Ozzie will look to Neolith and your hesitation and and Mark, are you having second thoughts about heading to Potter's now? Yeah.
1: Either, either either one of the two is good. We need to we need to go to both.
3: Yes, we we do, and we need to get out of the cold. Uh.
0: Okay, so it sounds like we're going to the bar. So I will describe the place first, which is actually in the center of town. It's the most uh, like trafficked area. This is where everyone who comes through. Uh, goes to drink during uh, the summer and during, I would call it like season. That's what I call That's what we call it in Florida during season uh, is when everybody's there. Um, it, but right now with this, the whole village snowed in, it's a ghost town in the, in the center of the village. And the entrance to the bar is not very conspicuous. There is just a, a, a square of ground here, which is strangely not having snow pile up on it it's just this big rectangle on the ground which uh is obviously magically protected in some way and there's like a sigil uh, that has been carved into the the foundational stone here and all of you know that if you go and stand on this sigil um it's it basically scans you and then the, you will be lowered into the bar which is actually underground
1: Ooh.
0: Uh, so if you want to get warm and get away from these icy winds what well, better place than a nice cozy underground bar? Uh, if you you all you know go over to the sigil, stand on it, it scans you. Just just checking for you know curses, <laughs> vile magics, stuff like that. That.
1: I'm, I'm- I'm picturing, like, this is the system for keeping underage people out of the bar. <laughs> right when you're, y- you're too young to come in, you didn't pass the scan check.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly it. It's like, if it some wizard created this, be like, I must keep the d- demon lord necromancer Zorks and Morphalef out of my cave. But the b- potter just bought it and was like, yeah, it's just going to card people for me. <laughs> and he had it installed in the-, the top of his bar. And so basically the ground... Just sinks down like an elevator into this underground cavern. Uh, it's nice and cozy down here. I'm—I uh, mean, <laughs> my immediate thought was to go to the uh, Clockwork Orange Bar, although that's a much more sinister vibe. But just the the closeness of it and the the kind of lit by candles—it just has a very warm feeling to it. So that's that's the uh, Potter's Bar. I think actually it needs a name. I think it's called uh the Dogberry. Mm. Hmm. Hmm uh now for actual the bartender himself uh the bartender's name is Potter. he is a bug bear, which many people are disappointed to learn is not half bug half bear. I mean you could
1: make it be that. you have that power. Whoa, he's kind of hot. <laughs>
4: Thank you, Mari. (laughs) I like the hair. Yeah. (laughs) Big hands. Big feet, I'm seeing. Yeah,
0: wee hands. Yeah, wee hands.
4: (laughs) Hands, hands, uh, listeners, these hands are real big.
1: These hands, like, elbow to fingertip is hand. Like, these these some hands.
4: These hands can... The, the imagine big hands and go bigger than that. That's how
3: big the hands are. <laughs> like like I want you, I want you to imagine the biggest hands you've ever thought of. No, bigger than that.
4: Yeah, and you're big still feet. halfway
3: there.
1: These are good hands.
4: <laughs> what we're saying tr- is, those,
0: those are some
1: those are some tree trunk legs as well.
0: <laughs> okay, so I should describe bugbears for people who aren't li- read up on the lore. Uh, bugbears are actually the third kind of goblinoid. Glob- goblinoids is a family which obviously includes goblins, hobgoblins, and bugbears in uh, ascending height order. So goblins are the smallest, then bu- uh, then hobgoblins, and then bugbears are the biggest. Uh, but actually, what they are notable for is being furry. <laughs> they're very—they're basically bigfoot adjacent. I would say—is mm-hmm. that fair?
3: Yeah, that's that's pretty fair.
1: They they look kind of like what if werewolf, but all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd say in the lore, the, the the other defining features they love ambushes. That's like as a monster, their thing. But like, this is just a guy. Also, in a previous season, we did establish bugbears were the uh g- generic uh, beauty standard of our universe <laughs> in the sense that like if you're one of stereotypical hot guy in the Dice Funk universe, it's a bugbear, I, and I don't I know. Mean- why-
1: I mean, yeah. looking at this art of Potter, g-
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a big hair suit man. Um, he's, he's, he's 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 if you're into that, this is. Uh, he's not quite a bear. He doesn't have like the tummy for a bear. He's in good shape.
1: He's he's he's, he's a he's a powerful man who looks
0: fed up with your bullshit. <laughs> he's a bear twink. Is that anything?
3: Um, okay, I think I think you might be inventing words now, inventing word combinations here, but uh, I think it makes sense.
0: I mean, twink and hunk is twunk, right? He's a twunk. <laughs> I'm sorry, this isn't my community. I'm just I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be better. Uh,
3: <laughs> a, a blink, a blink, is that what would it I be then?
0: <laughs> uh, so, in addition to being a furry man with very big hands, uh, he has the kind of uh, pointed goblin ears. Uh, he is wearing a. It looks like a Starbucks uniform to be honest tbh it looks like the green collared shirt and white apron of a starbucks and also like the brown khakis and I, I haven't been in a star- starbucks in a while is that am i losing my mind
3: uh you say barista like between barista and bartender is kind of like the the blend of the look there which you know i think i think matches
0: yeah it's very, very barista vibes he also has uh like his head shaved around uh. Almost like a top knot, like a samurai. I guess it's a man bun kind of is the more modern thing. But I immediately was like, mm. you know, because he's very furry, and then at the top he has this notable ponytail, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've bought weed from this guy before. <laughs> <laughs> I... Big hands, ponytail man.
3: <laughs> bought it around the the back of Epcot Center. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Deep lore, deep lore, deep lore.
0: Uh, so the party stands on the sigil. The ground uh, basically welcomes you in as it slowly lowers, and then you can step off the platform. And the the ele- I'm calling it an elevator, I guess. Goes back up, and you are in the cozy uh, bar known as the Dogberry. I'll say that the the in addition to being kind of like a dark, close, homey, warm uh, vibe, uh, the other notable feature of this, besides just the you know the bar and the Shelf behind it with, uh, with the drinks on it is there is a big sash hung up behind the bar which says Governor.
1: Oh. Do we, would would we know in character if he previously
0: was governor? Um, that's a history roll. I'm only looking for a ten. I think an average amount would let you know that.
3: Yeah, you know, D20 plus six for Aze. That's a 23 for Aze. Whoa.
0: Mm. Uh, 14
1: for Neeleth.
0: Yeah, big success all around. I'd say that all of you know that, yep, the previous governor was Potter. Uh, The the village of Grendel has a political system called Sortition. Does anybody know what Sortition is?
3: Ooh, I've heard of it, but I don't remember it. Uh.
0: Essentially, everybody who's eligible for a position is entered into uh, a random, oh. basically, a box, and then people are picked by lots. Uh, this no, Austin, that's
2: called a Hunger Game. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: so th- this is this is um, being in charge as randomly assigned duty as opposed to popularity
0: contest. A hundred percent. Yeah. It seems a little wacky when you just hear about it at first. Uh, It was actually used in like ancient, uh, I think, Greece or Rome It it has been used uh, in certain situations. The benefit is that it's very hard to be corrupt when you can't really uh, wheel and deal your way into power and you can't you can't be held to like, you know, corrupt promises because, you know, you don't have a constituency. Uh, Also also incentivizes everyone in your society being uh, kind and well-educated because you never know which person's going to be in power. So you want everyone to be a respectable, upstanding citizen. Uh, Obviously the downside is sometimes people are assholes and you don't want to randomly get uh, a a monstrous person thrown in there, which is why it's not like really used in any meaningful capacity anymore. Uh, But with a small village like this, where everyone looks out for each other, uh, the The mantle of governor is passed by just a, everyone's name goes in a hat and you pull one out every
2: five years. Can I roll a history check to know when the last governor was picked and what Gigi did before he was elected governor?
0: Um. Yeah. So we, everyone just rolled history. We got a 24. That's very good. So I, I don't want to make anyone roll again. That's, you know, I don't want to botch fish. Mm. Um, t- so to your question, uh, Governor Gigi was only become governor very recently. I think it was mentioned in like episode two that establishing the moist watch was like one of his first things. And so he has like a lot riding on your success because it's kind of like his signature policy p- proposal. <laughs>
1: So what you're saying is, is that like three or four episodes from now, we're not going to have a hat drawing and I'm not going to get to be in charge for the rest (laughs) of the season.
0: (laughs) That would be very funny. I mean, I could definitely see something happening with the system. It's in place. So it's, it's, uh, you know, nothing's off the table, but, uh, the idea, which is, I think to answer Chris's question, uh, after Potter was the governor, he is now the bartender in town. And previously Gigi was a teacher, a school teacher. Uh, and now he is the governor. Where's the box? The box that names are pulled out of?
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, as, I
0: assume that it's not one specific special box, although I'm open to that as improv. I just imagined that everyone got together and you just someone just supplies a box, and it wasn't like the sorting hat.
2: Um, well, I, I think it's a uh, uh, what was the name of the hat Mashal. I'm to the point right now where I just replace all Harry Potter uh, references with Mashal references because it's better on my soul.
0: I all, I've literally only ever heard the word Mashal because I listened to your podcast, there Chris. I've never heard it in any other context, I know it's a
3: manga you like.
2: It's about punching bad people.
3: Okay, well, I'm on board. That, that's a pretty good premise, honestly, yeah.
2: Okay. So
0: I didn't have anything necessarily planned for this and we are getting sidetracked, but I want to say if Chris slash the genius of Grendel has some notion that the vote was, or not the vote, if the sortition was tampered with, if there's like a box that has been charmed somewhere in a vault, I'm open to this as a thing to explore. I would say right now with just a history check standing at the opening of the bar, none of you know right off the top of your head, but if someone wants to write that down and look into it. That's the show, Is we, we tell a story together.
2: Noted. <laughs> <Find> <laughs> Noted, he said darkly. the box. The mother the box. box. We need the mother box.
1: <laughs> uh, can I just double check? Potter's pronouns he, him?
0: He, him, yep. Cool,
1: yeah, okay. Uh. Okay, Neelith is going to head over and just go, uh, Hi, Potter, how, how are you doing?
0: Oh, okay. So, I, interestingly, we talked about the bar, we talked about the vibe, we talked about the sash. You do not see Potter right away, but I think as you oh. enter and you, like, walk deeper, you do see uh, a furry foot sticking out of, like, a booth and the the body of Potter, like, lying, kind of, away, facing away from you, stuffed into, like, a booth seat.
1: You'll, uh, you're right down there?
0: He does not respond.
1: I nudge his foot. <laughs> okay. Uh, medicine check. Oh no! Oh 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 no!
3: Hmm.
1: Twenty two.
3: I, I I had a D six ready for you, but you crushed it anyway, so you're
0: fine. Yeah, twenty two is perfect. So Neolith, uh, you kind of scoot over with your face tentacles. You see Potter laying in a booth in the bar, and you reach out and tap his foot lightly. And I think um. when you touch him you feel a little bit of moisture Uh, And with the 22 I'm going to say you're like oh blood 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 don't touch Uh, and you pull back before you hurt him if you had rolled very badly you might have injured this person but um, Mm. uh, so I would say the most important thing of the 22 is you do not hurt this person any worse than they are already hurt Uh, that's that's the first thing the second thing is that you are able to wake them up without any complications if you wish to do so
1: uh, yeah, that seems important.
0: <laughs> yeah, so maybe go around to the other side of the table and give him a shake. You see he is still dressed like a barista. Um, he doesn't seem, that, besides his foot, doesn't seem like he has been injured in any other ways. Um, it just seems like he has blood on his foot. That's the first thing I'll say.
1: Does it seem like there's blood leading into here? Like he injured his f- foot and then came in and trailed blood in? or no to suggest maybe this happened here uh
0: with a 22 i will say that yeah you probably see one or two blood drops now that you're looking for them coming from the elevator to where he's laying now
1: okay yeah
0: um but yeah neil if you go around the other side and you actually you know put your tentacles on his shoulder and shake him awake and he opens his eyes and says uh oh hey bruh how's it wiggling
1: all 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 right for me. Seemingly not so great for you. How how are you doing?
0: No, it's not. Meh. Stepped on a thing.
1: Uh, uh, what did, what what did you step on it? Looks kind of kind of
0: bad. Uh, Potter reaches into the pocket he has on his apron, because he has like a, you know, the aprons that Barista's wear have like a pocket in the front. He re- reaches into it and pulls out with his big yowie hand, uh, a needle, not a syringe, like a sewing needle, uh, quite quite large, like hmm. the size of like a finger, I guess, on his hand. Ooh. And he puts it on. Well, on his hand? On his hand, yeah. Well Yeah. <laughs> That's like a DACA. <laughs> yeah, you just described a knife like a weapon. Okay, maybe not
3: that quite that. Nice pick. Smaller. Okay, so it's a nice pick, basically.
0: Everybody loves these hands. <laughs> They're real big.
3: So, 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 so is the is it is it larger than a bread box? Is all I'm going to ask, right? You know,
0: it's shrinking now in my imagination as everyone gets horny for these hands. Uh, he he pulls a big needle out and puts it on the table, and you see it has dried blood on it, and he just says. Yeah, stepped on it out in the snow. Whoa. I am getting tired. You well, I mean, he sees like his eyes are closing.
3: Uh Ozzy is going to walk over, you know, by where the injury is and um do some healing work uh, mm. on uh on Potter here. He will just use his uh cure wounds spell to help out. I haven't come up with a name for cure wounds yet, but I'm just going to use cure wounds as a second level spell uh to Perk him up a little bit here.
0: Yep, no problem at all. In fact, the wound stitches itself back together. Uh, he seems much better. Kind of sits up and says, "Thanks, bro. Yeah, I didn't have any magic at my disposal. Just, uh, you know, disinfected it with a bottle." He points at a bottle. It's like on another table, and he says, "I uh, wrapped it up. Oh, looks like the wrapping fell off. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot."
1: Um, it would. Hmm. Would it be possible to do like an insight check or something as to does the amount of blood lost does it line up, A, with his lack of consciousness and B, with the blood we saw outside? Yeah. In or oh,
0: roll
3: insight and then we'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah. Insight will be like, is there something he's hiding kind of territory? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's 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 kind of what I'm angling at is like does this story seem correct with what we know? At 23, I've got them good roles tonight.
3: You got some good roles today, jo- gosh. That's power. <laughs> Neleth Holmes, consulting detective.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I think you taste uh hesitance on the air, Neilith. Uh you can taste these these feelings, these emotions. You are low. Uh, low-key telepathic, low-key psionic, actually, in fact. Uh, which normally just lets you, you know, hover your legs off the ground. But, uh, I think that's the flavor of the- the insight.
1: Occasionally, I just get a little taste of- of emotion on the wind.
0: Yeah, with the 23, he's absolutely leaving stuff out. Like, he- he didn't just step on a needle and come home and take a nap. The- that bank was, like, like someone had gutted a rhinoceros. (laughs)
3: Uh, did you notice anything out there while you stepped on that needle, or at least before you stepped on that needle, there Potter?
0: Oh man, I don't want—I don't want to trouble you. It's—it's uh, it's all you know, it's just. Mm.
3: You don't need to worry about troubling us. Gigi is already taking care of that.
0: Oh man, he told that guy.
3: Uh, he told us to look into this.
0: I, I think I might have just had too much to drink last night, and you know. It's nothing, I just...
4: Can I inspect the needle?
3: I would say you could use, like, detect magic as a spell to see if there's anything magical about the needle. Um, Other things you could possibly...
4: I can also use arcana, right?
1: Yeah, an arcana roll would be, yeah, to try and see if there's something magical going on with it.
4: I take the needle and I just, like, put it in my mouth and start looking at
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what did you roll?
0: A 14. All right. So that's Arcana to see if there's anything magical about it. Um, I'm going to say with a 14, you, there is not anything magical about the needle. There's something magical about the blood. Mm. Mm,
4: magic blood.
0: Um, yeah. So I, th- I think uh, Slime, he, he says... I don't want want to trouble you, man. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. Tell Gigi it's fine. And then Slime just picks up the needle, pops it in her mouth, (laughs) and just starts (laughs) chewing on it, like gumming it, and it's poking through her face meat. Uh, Yes,
4: exactly. Thank (laughs) you.
0: And then you pop it out, put it back, and just say, magic blood.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You got it. You understood.
0: (laughs) And I think Potter looks really nervous, and he says... Man, you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. Come on, this—it doesn't have to be a whole Look, thing.
1: We—we're not gonna—we're th- not gonna think you're crazy.
4: The blood has been confirmed as magic.
1: Look, right right now, there is way more blood than could have come out of your foot out in out in the ice, and uh, y- you seem like maybe you were involved. And if there's something to know, we want to know it.
0: Okay, so Persuasion to crack this open, because okay. I think you got him on the ropes. Advantage, I'm going to say, because of magic blood.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, let's, let's get this roll. Let's see how high I can get this. Um, uh, that's a 27 on Persuasion.
0: <laughs> yeah, how does this work? I'll, I'll just tell you everything, but how does it go, Neela
1: Um... I think I think Neolith is gonna float over and just put one tentacle on the shoulder and just look into Potter's eyes and go. It's 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 okay. We'll 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 listen.
3: Make his favorite food.
1: <laughs> just look at him with the with 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 her big big squid eyes.
0: Yeah, last night I was out late and I I was walking Venta home. And I stepped on a needle, and it just kept bleeding, man. It just bled, and it bled. It was so much. I don't know. It gets all fuzzy after that. I remember coming home. I remember there was just so much blood. There was too much blood. So I thought maybe I had you know, drank too much, or it was a nightmare, or something. But you all seem very serious.
1: Um, I mean, there's more blood there than stepping on a needle would really explain. And... You not being conscious seems like a lot of blood was
3: lost. Indeed. You are a large individual, Potter, but even given your size, the amount of blood outside is more than you should have been able to lose while staying, well, alive, to be blunt.
0: Yeah, Potter looks at Slime and just repeats, magic blood. <laughs>
1: Now, who in the party is going to be foolish enough to deliberately stab themselves just a little bit with this needle to see how it works?
4: (laughs) I already technically stabbed myself in the mouth, but we can go again. I don't think you have
3: any blood, though, to, to worry about in that case, though.
4: Oh, right. Okay.
3: Ozzy's just going to lean over and just gingerly pick up the needle carefully in his fingers and looks it over. Genius of Grendel, do you have any idea... How a mere needle could have anything to do with unusual blood, to say the least, you can transfer all sorts of things with needles.
1: Do you want to do experiments on it? You're good at that right that's 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 your thing.
3: What if it explodes well, that would be a result, wouldn't it?
1: You love explosions.
3: Mm. But you seem to act like it's not going to explode. It, it may not combust, but there it may cause an explosive amount of blood to eject from whoever's pricked with it. I can take
2: it back to my place.
3: But in return, you must all help me with my mystery.
1: And that is? What
3: mystery is that?
2: You have to find the box.
3: <laughs> <sighs> Very well. We can investigate this box later. Now, earlier you mentioned that this looks like a sewing needle, right? Correct. So, one of the things that Ozzy will mention is, do you think that this might have belonged to Marina, then?
1: Very possible.
3: What did Venta do after the, after you pricked yourself with a needle? Do you remember anything of that?
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Venta, got, I think, got me back home. Yeah, that's how I got home. I, I couldn't stand, and I think Venta dragged me back through the the snow back to the dogberry.
3: We might have to ask Venta for some clarification or we can go to Marina to see if that needle might have belonged might belong to them, but
5: Well,
1: Venta's place was the other place where someone had someone or something had run away from the the scene of the blood. So I'm thinking maybe there first?
3: We can do that for sure. Are you feeling well enough for the time being, Potter?
0: Honestly, bro, pretty pretty messed up right now. I could go for a snack, Nealith, if you have any.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I rummage around and find, uh, you know, just just, just some, some little bite-sized nibbles in, in, in my bag.
0: Yeah, so, you're, so as part of your chef background, you get a, a number of treats, I think, equal to your proficiency
1: or something? Uh, four plus my proficiency bonus. Mm. Uh, so that's seven I get per short rest.
0: Uh, I think if you give uh, Potter some snacks, uh, not only will he feel much better, which is good for your, you spiritually, I think he will tell you, uh, hey bro, I, th- I think the box is in... Is in the governor's lodge. Hmm.
3: Perhaps it's in the desk.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> <The> d- <laughs> it all comes back to this desk. Uh,
1: hooray! Making friends by providing people food. <laughs> the most true, tried and true method of making friends when you don't know how to talk to people. Have have food.
0: What's the biggest hands f- snack? And what 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 snack takes big hands?
1: Oh no! I I am going the opposite route. I think that this is gonna be like, you know, like little little um. uh what's what's a nice small cat? Like like very tiny cupcakes, um, which is like a whole no pizza rolls. Ah, uh, but it's 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 enough that like he's got them all in in his palm, and he's having to very carefully try and pick them up one at a time.
4: Or just Dude, we're just... so into these hands right now. Look <laughs> <Okay>. at. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I do like. Yeah, you know, he has these big, big paws, and you're putting tiny little cupcakes in there, and he has to like be very careful to retrieve them without getting frosting all over his fur.
1: Yeah, but that 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 means he's gonna save them. He likes it.
3: Let's all go to the barbers then, right?
0: <laughs> Let's all go to the barbers.
5: Barber,
3: do, 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 do. <laughs>
0: okay. So uh, once again, I should describe the location and then the character. I would say uh, the the barbers is actually in, in a cave uh, further up the trail, up further up the mountain. Um, you can see outside there is a, a barber's pole that's spinning red and white striped paw- pole has been affixed to the outside of the cave. Um, and it's just spinning, uh, probably by some magical means, and it is not frozen over like any like it should be, probably. Uh, but there's just this big cave mouth just on the side of the the mountain. I will say, on your way there, uh, you pass by what is called a tarn, T A R N, which is a kind of like a, a lake or pond on a mountain. Uh, it is frozen over, but you have to like cross over it. So, can you actually all? Uh, roll me, uh, dexterity checks to kind of mm. cross over this pond, if you want to go this way.
1: Oh.
3: <laughs> well, uh, okay. All right. Uh, I will announce my roll in just a moment once, uh, unless Genus is not crossing
2: the Tarn. Oh, no, I'm not crossing the Tarn. You're insane. I'm going to activate my jetpack and fly over.
1: Uh, I- I rolled a 17. Uh, Neelith just floats over because psionics-
0: by what by what possible mechanic do you have a jetpack, homie? Uh, by the spell fly. Okay, as a warlock, you just took fly as a uh an invocation. Uh, no, I took it as a regular spell, I believe. Oh, okay, so you do have to burn a slot on it. Yeah. Okay, so you come to this uh, frozen pond, and it, it is so deeply frozen. People cross over at all time. You're not worried about falling through necessarily, but it is very slippery, and there's a great chance of, like, busting your shit open. Uh, so we got a 4, a 6, a 17, and a
3: jetpack. I'm going to use a reaction to give Slime a bonus d6 on their roll of 6. Aww. So they actually rolled a 12.
4: Thank you for your sacrifice.
3: Now was that the
0: positive star? Ma- yes uh, yeah, okay
3: yeah so that, that, that was that was the that, the stars aligned for slime to give them a more graceful passage across the great expanse of the tarn, its surface reflecting the sky upon us in its uh, mundan- mundanity, you know.
0: Okay, so the genius just turns on the booster rockets and goes over it. Everyone else is slowly making their way across, and it looks like slime is about to kind of spill out and go slish, slosh, and slip, sliding away. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, like, the – uh what's the word I'm looking for? The constellations, like, appear on you and or start reflecting on the ground. Yeah.
4: Yeah, big sticky strings come out of me, and they just start, like, pulling me across.
3: Yeah. And then Aze, meanwhile, rolled a four. So he probably just eats shit, you know, just...
4: Slime grabs onto him and sticks him onto their back and slime. (laughs) And then just...
3: Not until he's had the indignity of just into the ice.
4: (laughs) Well, you also have to suffer the indignity of being strapped to my disgusting slime body as I
0: (laughs) slither across the tarn. Okay, so the party makes it across. Now, yeah, dur- during the summer, during season, there's, like, other alternate paths here, but they've all been snowed out. Uh, so that's that's why you have to take this more dangerous route. But you all make it. No one takes any damage. So you reach the mouth of the cave. You know, inside is a, actually a pretty hip barber barbershop. Um, it has all of the, the amenities that this time period allows for such a thing. Um, Venta is going to take quite a bit of introduction because he is a Bozog.
3: A Bozog? That sounds like an interesting... Oh, what a little man!
1: That's, that's not a thing I've ever read about in one of the canon D&D books. What it was that?
0: A Bozog is a thing we made up on this show. I believe it was actually uh, fleshed out in illustrated form by a, a listener named Becky. Um, we came up with it kind of as a joke, and it's taken on a life of its own. Bozogs are uh, ostrich dinosaurs. Um, they... They speak like
2: people. They look—they're, as say, they're ostrich raptors. They've got very colorful feathers. They can wear people clothes, but only on their feet and their head. Everything else, you just gotta like rip it around,
3: I guess.
1: Yeah. So, so this particular one is wearing a lovely little hat and some gloves on their feet.
3: They also just, they, they also are very adept kickers. That's the important thing to remember.
1: Ah, yes. Very good at kicking <laughs> and wonderful voices.
0: Uh, well, it's, uh, stereotypically, they do have a stereotypical voice, but not, uh, yeah, on Dice Funk we try, we challenge stereotypes sometimes. Are you saying you're not doing the, you're not doing the, the voice this time? Should I do the voice, Laura? I mean,
1: the voice is wonderful. We all love the voice.
0: I feel like it's going to get very grating.
5: <laughs> I mean, that sounds okay. like a
0: you problem.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, I should say, um, yeah. That, so our, as our modern understanding of dinosaurs evolve, we I believe the consensus now is that they have feathers. So um, very much like the the raptor in the in the feathered imagination, uh, that has like kind of uh, you know wings, no hands, no arms, uh, lots of feathers. This one is uh, mostly greenish blue feathers um, with some yellow accents, notably on the on the nose area. Very sharp teeth. Once again, Velociraptor hours um he has a barber i can only what i can only describe as a barber shop quartet hat i don't know if there's a more official name for that
1: it's it's a it's a it's a it's a very short white top hat with a red ribbon around it
0: and i think also the only other like clothes he's wearing is like a ribbon around his neck and then those gloves on his on his feet
3: i i'll read off some of the official names of that hat A, a boater a straw boater basher skimmer the english panama uh, a Katie, uh, canute, uh, a canutier or Canusher, I think. Summer Senate hat or in Japan, a can-can hat or a, a, a suduken.
1: Why does one hat need that many names? Also, uh, when you hear ostrich velociraptor, um, f- more adorable than that mu- that name might suggest. These are lovable. These are lovable friends.
3: Think of the cutest ostrich velociraptor in your head. It's cuter than that.
0: Okay, so as you all walk into the cave, uh, this is a a very nice barbershop. There's a bunch of uh, chairs in here with uh, mirrors, or I guess they would call them medieval times looking glasses, uh, but all the sharp implements. Notably, there's uh, a lot of things in here adapted to Bo- Bozog anatomy, which is to say uh, gloves uh, with basically Freddy Krueger claws on them, it's like wickedly sharp uh, for barber surgeon business I don't know if I've said this out loud barber surgeon is not a joke that it was a profession people had throughout history it seems like a joke but it's it's not
4: no, that's what the stripes on the little stripey thing is for. It's supposed to represent pus and blood. For real, I'm not joking.
0: Yeah, yeah is that, isn't that blood and bandages?
4: Or bl- maybe it was blood and bandages, but I remember it, it as was a-
1: basically, "Hey, come here for injury stuff." Well, more than it was to do with hairdressing. Well,
4: because they could cut your hair with the blade and also bleed you, because that was what they were for—just bleeding you out.
0: So should I? I'm gonna try the voice, and if we don't like it, I'll edit it out. Okay. <laughs>
3: Do it! Do, Do it! it.
0: <laughs> okay, so you all enter the cave and you hear Venta say,
5: How? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Woo!
1: <clears throat> Hi, Venta, how, how, are you, how are you doing? It's cold! Uh, yeah, it's only gonna get colder. I need more feathers! Uh, so, we, we, we... Mhm. There's there's a lot of blood down the road.
5: <laughs> is that the name of your new hit single? It sounds like a, a a lively jazz tune.
3: Oh, that's a that's a I love that single, man. You know, there's a lot of blood down the road. Ah, oh, sweet.
5: Ooh, there's a lot of
1: blood down the road. No, no, no. The ice is covered in blood. Harmonize with me. That's very difficult to do over Skype. Obviously,
3: Ozzy will try to assist in focusing the conversation by saying, "We were just visiting Potter and and they uh, remarked about having what were walk. They were walking with you yesterday when they uh, stepped on a needle and were." bleeding profusely do you recall anything about what happened then
5: oh that oh yeah that was a whole thing
3: could you tell us more about the thing i don't think we know we know part of the thing but not the whole thing you know what i mean so I
0: should say, so you, you're all like
3: standing at the entrance
0: to this cave. I think uh, Venta, uh, wearing this jaunty hat and these gloves, is like sitting in one of the barber shop chairs, just kind of like idly spinning around, kicking his feet on the floor, uh, flapping his little wings to, to get speed as he's going around trying to, to sing Blood on the Road, uh, the new hit single. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you ask about what happened last night, he stops spinning and just says...
1: You might not want to talk about it, but a lot of blood was found, and a plant said that something went this way, and someone who was definitely bleeding a lot was involved, and mentioned your name, and... It's all okay now! uh, There's a lot of blood! We can't overstate how much blood there was. I don't have to answer your questions, right? If you're a cop, you have to tell me! Cops don't exist in this town. We haven't invented them yet. Technically we are the cops. No, we haven't invented cops. We're not cops.
5: Let me see your warrant.
3: <laughs> Venta when when my when when I need it, I seek your services and assistance when it comes to my my hair. And you always <laughs> do a spectacular job. And in this instance I'm. All we're asking for is yet another spectacular job from you in helping us reach an understanding as to what happened. We're not trying to get anyone in trouble. We just need to know what happened. So, if we can do something, or if we should do something, we can decide uh, carefully and with without jumping to any conclusions.
1: While this is going on, while are they saying all this? Um, Neilit is in the background casting detect thoughts on
0: Venter.
3: <laughs> ooh,
0: ooh, ooh. Spicy. Oh, okay, yeah, interesting. Um, so detect thoughts lets you see the surface level thoughts of a, a character, essentially without a role, And then if you want to get deeper level thoughts, you yeah. do have to make one. But for the surface level thoughts, if you if you're during this conversation about all the blood, I think you were getting like v- uh, very. Qu- Quick snatches of like visions, just like crashing, violent, quick cuts, like a Paul Greengrass film mm. of uh, blood on the snow and dragging uh, Potter and uh, to, like running and the wind whipping and like, getting snow in your eyes and falling. And it's just, it's just like this montage of like an action scene where you can't quite see what's happening. And it seems pretty tr- traumatic and upsetting. Inventa is trying to play it off like, it's fine. And it does not seem like that when you get these images on the surface Little thoughts, Nealith.
4: Venta, if I may, we are not, as you say, cops. We are volunteers and unpaid and have no government to reinforce. So therefore, your perception of <laughs> cops is not a threat to you.
3: Now listen! Now listen! Not all constellations are bastards, okay? <laughs> oh,
0: come on!
3: <laughs> I listen. I had to force the joke in there, anyways.
0: <laughs> I think we're at the we're at the point of another persuasion check. Is where we are. I, right. I, I think not with advantage now because you haven't really done uh, sure. anything for Benta. to work
3: to to work. Yeah, to work them up. So I will do the. Ozzy rolled a seven. I'm going to invoke the a uh, hobgoblin racial uh, ability saving face um, to grant a uh, bonus to the role based on uh, how many allies are that he can see. So there's three other allies. So it's a bonus of three to make it ten. So it's not seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably not going to be much better than that is all
2: oh uh so what i got oh before i get to that though i should real quick say you can always find my work over at patreon.com slash weekly recap my name's chris i'm gonna be oh playing the genius of grendel uh artificer slash kind of warlock uh. kind of thing comes in goes uh and i think what did i roll chris we love you i think it's a nine
4: somehow slime has gotten a 15 um let's go to 20 <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
0: I think we need to maybe consider the fact that Laura might be cheating somehow. I think she's juicing. She's on <laughs> D&D steroids. Hey. I, I, think, I,
3: I, think, I think what it is, is that I think that uh, Neelith has... Uh, expertise in persuasion. Is that true?
1: Yeah, expertise in persuasion um, on a character that is a charisma-based class.
3: Right. So it would actually work out mathematically, too. Yeah. Most of
1: today's roles have just been good luck, but the persuasion ones... um, Yeah, Neelith is good at being persuasive.
4: I like that Slime rolled poorly on all of the ones that they would do really good on, but this one, persuasion, the one thing Slime is bad at... They got a 15, so... (laughs) This is gonna be...
0: Alright, so this works out. Last time, Nileth, you said you put a tentacle on Potter's shoulder and just asked him, what do you do with Venta?
4: I know
1: you're trying to play it cool, but... Something really, really messed up happened, and we want to make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else. Are you
0: sure you can't help us? Uh, When he's talk about uh, it happening to anyone else, I think Venta... Looks at you, Neil, and says,
5: "No, I think it's fine now. Um, so this is kind of embarrassing, but I've been having these dreams. Yeah, about this, all this blood. Cause I, you know." And
0: he gestures to all the sh- very sharp implements in his shop and says,
5: "You know, I use blades for a living, and you know, I have this fear that I'm going to nick somebody. It's a professional uh, hazard." And so I often dream about this as, like, I imagine dentists dream about teeth falling out probably more than other people. And if you, like, work on bridges, you probably dream about falling off. And if you're a podcaster, you dream about saying something stupid and people making fun of you. Um, so I've had this dream about all this blood. And last night it happened. And then uh, I got Potter Safety when I came home and slept. It, I, it feels like it's gone. I didn't dream about it. And, it, but I, and also I tried to. And I think it's gone!
2: Can I cast, uh, or put on my, my glasses that basically give me detect magic? Yeah, sure. I want to look around and see if any of the instruments are magical.
0: Um, not particularly. I think there might be, like,
2: magical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Well, that's, I mean, the fact that there is nothing that is magical is all I need for mm-hmm. the genius to be like, Ah, oh, see, you have no concern! Nothing here you have could produce an amount of magical blood that was all over the place. So you are not responsible. Of course
5: not. I'm a good bean. There you go. Uh,
0: but yeah, there's nothing particularly magical in here. Like this, the, the barber pole outside is magical, but it just it's a small enchantment that makes it spin. There's like some disinfecting magic serum for the tools and stuff. But no, there's nothing sinister m- magic here.
1: Um, with the tech thoughts still active, do I get a sense that they are telling us everything now?
0: Yeah, yeah, like, when Venta says that they they dreamed last night and the blood was gone, uh, you just, like, get the snatches of dream he remembers, which is just, like, you know, peaceful, uh, snowfields and, uh, having a, a nice bite to eat at your restaurant and hanging out with Potter at the Dogberry, just pleasant dreams, nothing, nothing bad.
1: So so, how how did how were you involved in um, Potter
5: and the injury? Oh, we were out last night at the dogberry just having drinks, hanging out because all the tourists are gone, so now it's just a chill spot. And then he was walking me home, and he stepped on a needle, and then I I dragged him home because all the blood came out, and it was it was very scary, but it's gone now. Hmm,
1: talking talking out loud. First thought is. Is whatever was... Was there something magical causing the dreams that somehow m- hopped over into the Needle?
3: I mean, like, I mean, are, are you suggesting that the Needle's like a Dreamweaver of sorts or something? I don't know. That's... I'm,
1: I'm maybe thinking that, that, you know, the Needle's been catching a bunch of scary blood dreams and now it makes people bleed forever.
3: Well, I think that's definitely worth of, like, pursuing as a clue. I mean... Uh, we don't have we don't have the investigator uh class in D and D. That's a Pathfinder thing. But pursuing a lead feels like feels like it's worth investigating further for sure. I
0: would say previously brought up uh, taking it back to the genies' shops to do experiments on it. I feel like that was a perfectly good. I just want someone to bleed for
1: ages for no
0: reason.
3: <laughs> Thank you for your uh information here, Venta. I do need to make an appointment for a later date even in the winter i need to make sure that things don't grow beyond manageability
5: i'm gonna get all your sexy right
3: as you usually do or always do i don't think you've ever made a mistake with my hair in particular
5: slime we have to do something about your complexion <laughs> nah, what's wrong with it <laughs> You literally have holes
1: in your face! Don't listen, Slime, you're perfect just the way you are.
4: The concept of attraction and beauty is foreign to me and unnecessary, for I have myself.
1: And that's the most beautiful thing of all.
4: I'm an entire colony of individual cells that speak to each other at all times. I don't need outside validation. (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, reproduce by budding. So, like, we all have our own things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about the budding bit.
4: <laughs> what is the, what is the, what's the budding?
3: Th- that's, that's how, um, that's how bozogs, uh, reproduce by budding, you know?
4: What
0: is budding? It's like how sponges reproduce, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Do you, oh, do you just like squirt your semen into the air and then like you hope mm, that no. it. No.
1: No. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> basically, imagine like, if if imagine if a bozog just started growing another bozog at the side of it, and when there was enough of a bozog it would just sort of fall off, and there's another bozog there now.
4: Oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: It's just like a new branch growing on a tree, and then it falls off, and now it's a new tree.
4: Yeah. I like that. That's fun.
3: Yeah, so... Aze uh, will have to make his appointment for at a later time for... Uh... His haircut. <laughs> okay, so where are we
0: going next?
3: We're going to Genius at Grendel's lab, I think.
0: All right, on the way there, can you all make me perception checks? That would be a
3: 22
0: 13. From
1: Seven. Six.
0: All right, only one success, which means the party fails. The lowest roll was six, that's slime. So you're all making your way back across the Tarn on this icy river. I mean, obviously the genius can fly, but the wind is so bad uh, and the snow is so thick that you're having some difficulty with visibility and you know getting off the ground. Um, and so you're all trudging uh, face first into the wind. Um, and there's something else out here on the ice with you. Uh, you can kind of feel it the way you feel like something, uh, in your periphery, you feel like the hairs in the back of your neck stand up. If you have those, I'm looking at all four of your characters now realizing that's not a given. Um, but there's something out here, and because a slime rolled the worst, I think actually it grabs you and drags you off into the storm slime.
4: Oh no! There seems to be a situation!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I'm heading off to the snowstorm! I would like to contact Bloops.
0: Yeah, Bloops, you're familiar. The drone, what do you do with Bloops? I want to uh, analyze what
2: Bloops has seen. Okay, can you read me from your abilities how this works? Uh so the sentinel drone may recall a specific creature or object that it has seen or heard with almost perfect accuracy even among those of a similar type or appearance and then it can communicate that by beaming uh its thoughts and memories into my mind. And it can it can also cast silent image as well if it needs to communicate it to a group. Uh
0: is there is there any specific way that bloops would have perfect vil- visibility in the storm?
2: Uh the yeah, bloops has like a little spotlight. It, yeah. Is that also nobility or just flavor? Yeah, it has it has searchlight, so it can cast light as a cantrip on itself as a bonus action
0: okay yeah so the the visibility is really bad you summon up bloops you turn on their spotlight to try to cut through uh the blizzard um and bloops catches a glimpse of slime being dragged off uh, across the the frozen pond um and i think the image you see of the thing grabbing slime is uh, appears to be some kind of animal it's very large um maybe like a big bear it's like bigger than cat the Uh it, it seems to be uh, hairy. It's like covered in snow, so it's kind of hard to see. And it has a bunch of legs, uh, more than four. And they're moving quickly. And this this thing, I'm just going to call it the beast. The beast is carrying slime off across the pond.
4: Slime doesn't seem to be bothered by this. Just accepting <laughs> it. Accepting that this uh-huh. is the course of action that's happening. It's
5: a living
3: Well, I guess my time has come. Uh, So, uh, so uh, Ozzy's reaction once he sees the spotlight is to kind of create some of his own light as well by tapping into uh, the astrological singularity. So stars start glowing along his form, uh, recreating the shape of the manipulator. So it's the serpent and hand sign along his arms which allows him to radiate a bit of light as well as uh, to help in seeing things and he tries to follow uh where slime's being dragged off to as well as he can but you know he's not very good at crossing the 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 tarn, the tarn here
0: yeah so you failed on the tarn which is why slime got grabbed but with bloops you know its direction so you can all take off after uh, Slime, if you want to. Do you want to roll athletics to just run?
1: Yes. Not good
0: at it, but yes. I guess the genius is still jetpacking, so let's just get uh, everyone else.
1: I'm I'm floating, if that helps me.
3: Yeah. Uh, Ozzy, uh natively just rolled a four. I'm, uh, I'm waiting to see what Neeleth rolls.
1: Uh, ten.
3: Uh... Aze is going to tap the benefit to benefit Neeleth in this case and slap a D6 on top of their roll to make their roll 16.
0: All right. So how many times can you do this?
3: Three times per long rest.
0: All right. So you've done it twice now, which is to call on the power of the stars, uh, to uh, influence roles both times on the, on the Tarn actually, interestingly yes. enough, but on this frozen lake, I think like Neolith is, uh, levitating her feet off the ground and pulling herself with her face tentacles. And she keeps slipping her, like slimy tentacles are slipping and slipping, and slipping. And then you call on the power of the stars and they're like wreathed in the you know starlight and they just get perfect grip and she pulls herself after slime
3: well Aze rolls a four and each eats shit again that's two times he rolled a four on the tarn by the way
0: <laughs> yeah but with, with the genius using the jetpacks to bypass this roll that's two-thirds uh pass so you all catch up with slime who's being dragged uh by this uh beast and i think as the the beast reaches the edge of the tarn uh far for, on the far side of the village it's like on the far side of the tarn away from the village essentially as if take her uh, you know, off into the the mountain somewhere. Uh, you all catch up. Uh, do you want to roll initiative? Let's roll initiative. All right. I don't have an image of this, so I'm going to use drip. No, not drip.
1: Drip is 19 on initiative.
3: I rolled it. I rolled an 18 on initiative. All right. So Neleth, you got that uh,
0: help from the stars, and you pull yourself quickly across the ice, and you reach. Uh, the beast first it's this furry animal has more legs than you can really get a handle on uh and it is mauling your friend's slime what do you do
1: okay neely is gonna open by using hypnotic pattern to try and distract this thing long enough that it stops doing a murder of my friend uh so i need a wisdom save
0: Oh yeah. So hypnotic pattern on a failed save, the creature becomes charmed. Uh, the beast is immune to charm. Oh no! So, mm. Regardless, you you kind of make this uh, this hypnotic pattern. I think we discussed before it was kind of you cooking something on your uh, just pan, dancing dancing visions of food, trying to sort of lure it into
1: a. Oh, what's that over there? And it just has no interest.
0: Yeah, it has no interest, and in fact, uh, slime, you feel. Uh, I was going to say the shooting pain, but you don't really experience pain in the way everyone else does. You feel a sensation of some fangs just being thrust into your body. Uh, you take damage. Uh-oh. Uh, seven damage. Just two big fangs in some – you don't even know where on this weird furry body covered in legs the fangs come out of. But just two big fangs sink into you as Neely tries to tempt it away and it is unmoved. Uh, Aze your turn
3: all right so Aze looks at the situation and um, and wants to try to make sure any efforts to keep the uh, this 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 beast from dragging slime away and so they are going to tap a use of their star map to get a cast of guiding bolts on the beast for their action. Is this going to be with disadvantage because of the snow and such, or is this just a straight roll in this?
0: I was literally waiting for someone to try to do it a long distance attack and to say the snowstorm gives you disadvantage, but Guiding Bolt's whole thing is that it's a beam of light that illuminates. So,
3: Well, I mean, I'm fine with having disadvantage on this roll here. That's fine. Um, if it hits, it will... But once you hit yeah, it... Yeah. It will negate there. So 23 <laughs> for the roll. Oh, yeah. To hit, and that does uh 4d6 uh 14 radiant damage on the beast um and then he will follow it up with a bonus action attack granted from his star form being the manipulator and um if i'm not mistaken the specific wording of guiding bolt means that the the next attack roll made has advantage so he will just negate the disadvantage on his second attack with the uh, manipulator bolt, and that's an 18 on that attack. Oh, yeah. So that damage there is making sure that I have that number down. And Aze just sort of lifts his hand, snows billing all around, and then two bl- shots of light shoot off from his star map he has currently to hit the beast for 24 damage.
0: Yeah, 24 is a nice chunk of damage, and I think it actually responds to this unlike the hypnotic pattern. It kind of rears up, and you see its legs kind of unfurl from the, the ground like they were kind of wrapped around slime as it was piercing her with its fangs. And you see that the best word for this thing would be spider. But it's not like any spider you've seen. One is the size of, like of extremely large grizzly bear uh the second thing is that uh it seems to be constantly shifting it's like it seems to have you know eight legs and then maybe nine legs and then ten legs and nine again it has eyes almost all over its body but they also seem to be shifting uh the fur on it is like constantly switching uh which direction it's blowing in the wind even if the wind stays consistent uh it is uh I've been calling it the beast. I think I'm just going to call it the nightmare spider now because it is a a very terrifying thing to look at. In fact, uh, because you illuminated it, can you make a uh, wisdom saving throw?
3: Mm. I can certainly try. That would be a 26 on the wisdom saving throw.
0: All right. Uh, Not only are you not afflicted with the fear status ailment, you cannot be afflicted by this Mm. creature. From now on, that is how that works.
3: This is an arachnid terror of sorts.
0: Yep, uh, and is actually now its turn. I think uh, it stabs with one of its big legs down into Slime's body again. Sorry, Slime, you rolled bad to cross the tar, so you got grabbed. <laughs> um, I, I get advantage on this attack because you're prone. Mm. I know you have a very bad wizard AC, so you're probably in trouble. That's a crit. Oops. Oops. Slime. <laughs> Oops! Slime,
4: uh, that kills me.
0: Well, nope. I haven't rolled damage yet, so I can't. Oh, sweet, awesome.
3: Yeah, that's just the attack roll. The damage is fourteen.
0: Oh, whew. yeah, fourteen. Uh, so it's it puts one of its legs through your body and then like into the ice, just stomps on you.
4: I'm okay with it. I I just accept that this is a new experience and I just look at it going through my body.
2: Uh huh. Uh, Genius of Grendel, it's your turn. I would like to use my warped reality ability to bend space and time to stab this thing with the needle. Oh, okay. Walk me through this. So I'm going to grab the needle and I'm going to reach out. And as I do it, the gears that are my my uh, arcane focus will, will spin And my arm will look as though it's stretching out infinitely, basically. Mm -hmm. until the point that it's right next to this thing. And then I'm just going to jab it into its neck. Can you make me a wisdom saving throw? I can. I don't want to. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, 22. I crit. Got him. Wow. Uh, So you
0: just... This thing tries to look... I was going to say it locks eyes with you. But it has... Uh, five eyes, then it has ten eyes, it has fifteen eyes, it has a hundred thousand eyes, it has five eyes again.
2: And it tries to look at you, and you look at it, and it's trying to strike fear into your heart. And you're like, what about Needle? (laughs) I want to cackle in excitement at the idea of this brand new experiment I'm about to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, and you
0: stab it in the neck with the needle, and it has no r- response, essentially. It is not damaged. There is no magic reaction that happens. But I think the needle does get covered in whatever this thing's made out of. Mm. Uh, so, in, in a kind of LucasArts adventure game situation, you now have a nightmare spider needle uh, that's like uh, in its neck. And I think someone could pull out, and then that will be a useful item. But at the end of your turn, um, it is going to uh, it is going to look at Neleth, a wisdom saving throw as it tries to strike fear into your heart.
1: Uh, Fifteen on wisdom.
0: Yep, that's that's what I needed. So uh, once again, and I think I slime. I don't even know if you can be afflicted with fear.
4: <laughs> I mean, it can try. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I think now that it has failed to f- make all of you afraid, I think at this point it tosses Slime's body away. And in a weird kind of uh almost liquid motion, begins to flow into the crack in the ice it made when it impaled Slime through the abdomen with its leg. And it seems to be like s- almost turning into a fluid and sliding
2: down into
3: the-, the frozen lake.
2: Can I use Mage Hand to grab the
3: Needle. Callback. Pulling a pulling a weapon out of something with Mage Hand. I approve.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the the nightmare spider flows into the frozen lake and is gone beneath it. Um, there's no way any of you would be able to survive going down there. I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do, but mm, perhaps that is where they hide
2: the box. <laughs> <laughs> is
1: is that thing big enough that it could have done the bleeding? Probably had it would have had enough blood maybe.
2: Um can I do a religion check? Yeah. Is that a yokai is what I'm trying to figure out? Yeah, or religion. Uh 18
0: So to answer your question, no, it's not a yokai, but it is a magical creature of some sort. And I think with an 18, uh, you have the knowledge to do an experiment on this needle. So if you want to take it back to your shop, I'm going to give you advantage to do your experiment roll on it. And then uh, I think you probably will be able to figure out what's going on here.
4: Um, My entire abdomen just has a hole in it, like the movie Death Becomes Her. Mm-hmm. and I just get up, and I just, like, it kind of, like, slowly, but, like, not too slow, has the slime um, tendrils go into it and then, like, fill it up, and it's just, you know, now it's just a part of my, like, I just had a hole, but now the hole is just filled with slime.
0: For those keeping track at home, that's two seasons in a row with A Death Becomes Her reference, so we're going for the oh. repeat <laughs> next season, and I think it's going to be a real nice... of trilogy Mm.
4: i keep doing this it's very like you know i'm in tune but i don't know it i'm psychic it's probably it
3: yeah azay will attempt to apply just a a cure wounds on slime to help resolve some of the the damage to the systems uh as a third level spell in this case here so that'd be 3d8 plus five so that's 23 i don't think it's full but it's a bit of the healing there
4: i'm at full health
3: (laughs) Ozzy, like Ozzy, you know the constellations just kind of pulse and shift on his on his arms as he just places his hands on some of the wounds so that the cavities that have been filled with slime sort of stitch back together a little bit with the flesh that's there. And he's just like that was that was a close one there.
4: Thank you, comrade.
3: It they looked at me with those those two eyes of it, I, I looked into all five of its eyes, and then I thought about the thousands of eyes that it contained before it was back to two eyes. And I felt my mind leaving for a moment before it snapped back.
0: I've, I've
1: got a thought about this thing. Maybe maybe it's nothing. Um, mm, I wonder if anyone's been having spider nightmares that have recently stopped. Hmm.
0: okay let's cut to the genius of grendel's workshop i need a, a experiment role which is your intelligence modifier plus your uh alchemy proficiency with advantage for the need having the needle with the stuff on it it has like a weird like almost like bl- black slime on it no no relation to our friend slime <laughs> uh 17 so describe to me this, and then I'll give you, uh, what you're looking for. How, how does this experiment work?
2: Uh, I like to think the genius, uh, hmm.
3: I, I think, I think, I think the idea of just like dunking it or stabbing it into various things to see what the reactions are could be.
2: Uh, so, uh, there's just a bunch of sounds of explosions coming from inside the genius's workshop, uh. Like all in like different locations, like cartoon, like the building like kind of expands as these <laughs> loud explosions yeah. and things like that happen. Uh-huh. And then eventually they're just going to open the door and they've stabbed themselves in the forehead with the needle. Oh my and to say, Eureka, I have figured it
5: out Uh-huh. I mean that's appropriate
0: because I think what you figured out through your experiments is that the stuff the nightmare spider is made out of is thought.
5: <sighs>
0: be-, be gone, thought. Well <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Lord. <laughs> Be gone, Thought. You should have saved that for when you, at the end of the arc when you defeat this. Uh, you say, Be gone, thought.
3: Uh, It It seems like you've hit the needle on the head there, genius. Oh, my
0: God. Uh- so the genius recognizes that the stuff on the needle is thought and then to, to prove their hypothesis, sure they did, <laughs> they plug it into their own forehead to take a sample of their thoughts. And yes, uh, this, this nightmare spider is literally a nightmare made real, uh, with a 17 on the religion check. Uh, you understand that thoughts can become manifested in the real world. Uh, Venta told you about dreaming of blood. And then there was just an incredible amount of blood. And you assume someone in town has been having nightmares of spiders. Because what is now threatening Grendel is a tulpa. T-U-L-P-A.
5: I love tulpas.
0: (laughs) A tulpa is thought manifested in the real world. It's a thought form. And it's coming for all of you.
4: Coats with scars of red tied round their throats to keep their little heads from falling in the snow and I turn round and
3: there you go and Michael you would fall and turn the white snow red and strawberries in the summertime.